Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. Today's shot, once again, coming from Marcus Aurelius, Meditations. And this is a quick one, so I think this is powerful. And I, I'm interpreting this in a specific way because it relates to a way I'm learning to work with my daily thoughts, inspired by a family member of mine. And uh, Marcus writes to himself in number 21 in book seven, quote, close to forgetting it all, close to being forgotten. So I think for him, this might be another medi- uh, a meditation on death or right? another memento mori kind of moment, right? He's reminding himself that obviously when you're dead, you don't remember these things, these things of your life. And also his sort of, and again, it's ironic that we're reading this still, right? Because he hasn't been forgotten. But I think when he reminds himself that he will be forgotten, keeping in mind as always, right? He's an emperor, the most powerful person on earth. He needs to keep himself humble. He needs to remind himself as he does throughout meditations that although he's technically a dictator, he has to serve. He has to try to be just, be courageous, tell the truth, discipline himself, right? So I think this is even a form of, of self-discipline, right? To discipline himself from becoming arrogant or becoming too in love with, with power. I was listening, and I may have mentioned this already. Sorry if I'm repeating myself. But I um, was re- recently listening to this guy, John Danaher, who's like a prominent person, really um, successful coach in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community. And he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he went to Columbia and like got a doctorate in philosophy and then found jujitsu like later in that process and then started doing jujitsu full time and teaching jujitsu and training people. But he had a great remark on power that I think is really philosophical um, that kind of just made me think of this. He said that, you know, of course, jujitsu gives you power, right? The ability to to control yourself, I think, very well, the ability to as he described, you know, like in a, in a one-on-one physical altercation, you're going to have a lot of advantages if you're, if you're training jujitsu, right? And there, there's a sense of power there. And he said, look, power, it does not, um, does not like, what's the word? Ah. Power basically, he says, reveals who you are. Well, that's where we got. Power doesn't corrupt you, but right. So it's like, but if you're a bad person, power will make you a worse person. So if you're rude and then you do jujitsu and you get a black belt, you're just going to become more rude. If you're a really kind person, jujitsu, you know, you, you go and you start as a white belt, you bring the energy with you, you'll just become even more kind as a result. And that's, you know, from a guy who's you know trained a lot of people, who's been very successful, you know, um, in training people and, you know, himself, of course, he has a He's trained in jiu-jitsu as well. So I think that's a really interesting remark about power. And I we get the sense that Marcus is trying to, in a lot of the meditations, not become compromised by the fact that he is so powerful, right? Not be compromised by the fact that he has an army that he can just send places, right? I mean, like he really, I think, takes the moral obligation to not let power corrupt him, but instead to make him even more just, right? Stoicism, as we said, with those four virtues, he wants to live those. He wants to use his power for good right and we all you know i think can think about that when we're in a position of power in our daily lives or in a position where um we have to govern ourselves right we want to reveal our goodness and cultivate that um so this quote i think is memento mori and then i think also the idea that close to being forgotten is like to him right don't don't think too highly of yourself remember that like everyone else you're gonna die right and there's a great quote um, 
where he talks about Alexander the Great, right? And I, I'm not sure what the exact example was, but it's basically Alexander the Great and like his teachers and his soldiers and all the people around him, right? Everyone remembers Alexander, but ultimately we all go to the same place. There's a great, I think it's an Italian proverb. I'm not sure. I'll say it in English because um, that's, that's how I heard it. Um, at the end of the game, the king and the pawn go in the same box. And it's to remind us uh, that we're all human, right? And as a result of that, we should try to treat each other kindly and treat ourselves kindly. And we should never let power corrupt us. And again, John Danaher is like, it really doesn't. It reveals who we are already before we had the power. And I think it's an interesting point. It's an interesting idea. So that those are kind of two interpretations, I think, more directly of the quote in terms of what I think Marcus meant to say when he wrote that or what he meant to say to himself and how he meant to shape himself. But also for me, I think, and I think about this a lot, like, is there a power to learning how to forget things? I'm very bad at letting things go. So for me, I think when I read this, all is close to being forgotten to me also implies like a lot of the stuff I think is important. A lot of the stuff I think should affect me and I allow to affect me negatively, really, I'm going to forget it a month from now or a week from now or even two days from now. So why bother? And my, my father, this is one of his like most frequently offered pieces of advice. He's like, you're not going to think about this a week from now. Let it go. So when I think of this, like, you know, close to being forgotten, if, if something's close to being forgotten or I could see it and perceive it as something I'll forget in two weeks, maybe I shouldn't spend the next half hour thinking about it. Or maybe I should just realize that it's not important. I'm exaggerating its importance, right? Even if it's true, it doesn't mean it's an important truth. It doesn't mean it's a truth that should govern the way I feel at all. Another great idea from Marcus, right? Like you don't have to have a feeling towards this or you don't have to react to this. You don't have to place a value judgment. You don't have to say this thing is good or bad. If it's forgettable, it doesn't really matter. If it's a small truth, it doesn't really matter. So for me, this this kind of conjures up ideas of like what and that conjures up. I just that was like a word because I watched WandaVision, right? I'm not gonna ruin it, but WandaVision is a very cool last week was very good. I like the idea of conjuring, right? Like um, anyway. Um if you watch the show, you'll get that reference. If you don't, I'm sorry, it's gonna seem random, but it's a it's a good show. That being said, um if it's something I can acknowledge as forgettable, even if it's true, it doesn't really matter. And I should use that as a way to reroute or to keep using that word for meditations to winnow my thoughts, to separate my thoughts between big T truths and small T truths, which is to say like things that are forgettable and things that really I'll remember and are important. All right. So if we make a habit of not understanding that we can forget certain things, we might hold on to the wrong stuff and that'll damage us. And I do this to myself all the time. So it's something I'm working on. And I also think the first part of this, right, close to forgetting it all and close to being forgotten too, in a way, right, the memento mori should help with that as well. It's like, I'm going to live forever. Do I want to spend my limited time on earth? And, you know, who knows how limited it is? Who knows when that day is coming? Am I really going to spend this time thinking about this forgettable thing that isn't helping me? And or is it going to help anybody else by me thinking about it? So we have to think, do our memories work for us or against us, right? Do on a daily basis, we implement healthy forgetting and healthy remembering strategies on a spiritual uh, plane, if you will, or on a spiritual 
in a spiritual way, right? Are our emotions, are the ways we make decisions, are the ways we create perceptions affected by negative memory habits? Or are we good at forgetting the right things and remembering the right things? What are maybe some specific things that we remember that we should get rid of, right? What, what are those things? What are our memories that we want to get rid of because they're not worth remembering and forgetting them might be really healthy for us? I'm really running with some questions here. I'm, I'm going to go another one. Um, how would forgetting feel? Like, what would that look like? How do we learn to let go? How do we learn to forget? I think a part of it might be having this conversation to an extent, right? Like examining the thing we remember, like, is this helpful? Is How true is it? Is it totally false? And writing about it and sitting with it and maybe that process can be helpful. And like, yeah, I don't need to have this memory with me anymore. And when it rises up in me because something else, you know, triggers it, if you will, I have to relate to it differently. I can't just perpetuate it. I have to remind myself, this is forgettable. This isn't helpful. Have a mantra ready. Have a practice ready. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.